Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to Not Without My Sister for another week of Everyday Feb. Well, if you're on the Patreon, otherwise three-day-a-week Feb. Beatrice, how are you doing today? Have you been scammed at all today so far? Um, I was actually scammed by a small child who came in to me and said, I accidentally bought something on the Xbox. I'm so sorry, mom. Floods of tears. So sorry. I spent $12.99. It usually asks for the pin and it doesn't. It didn't today. And I said, oh, and he was so upset and so sincere. And I'm such a good judge of character of my own children, right? Like as we all are. I said, that's okay. Don't worry. Right. About it. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for your honesty. And about three hours later, I was told, did you know that he bought something else today? And I said, what do you mean he bought something else? Well, he bought he bought two things today. And I said, well, the first one was an accident. Couldn't possibly have been an accident. You have to put the pin in. There's no such thing as it skipped the pin. He confessed to me that it wasn't an accident. And I was like, oh, so I was scammed. <gasps> Who was it? Go on, tell me. Well, I can't tell you, but it was I just I actually thought it was going to be the other one. So there you go. Today and Not Without My Sister, we're going to talk about the now viral story from The Cut. We're going to link it in the show notes about their financial advice columnist being scammed out of $50,000. Beach, would you like to give a brief synopsis thing as you've oh, just read the piece? Oh, no, I was thinking you're so much better <laughs> at that. You're so good at that. You do that. <laughs> you look so alarmed. OK, basically, what happened? She got a call. She got a call from someone who essentially was saying you're Details have been compromised. They knew her social security number. Fine, I'll do the synopsis. Go on, great. Okay, so she's sitting at home living her life with her two-year-old baby and her beautiful ascending husband. Oh, you're really Um, painting a lovely picture. This is much better. All right. Um, And she got a phone call from somebody saying, very, very bad news. Your your identity has been compromised in a way that is like beyond the realms of the beyond the bounds of what we normally see. And they seem to have a lot of information about her. And then they they said, this is actually part of a larger RICO case. No, I put in the word RICO because I watch a lot of TV shows. <laughs> a larger, but it was <laughs> it was a money laundering case. So this is part of a larger money laundering case. And your name came up. You cannot tell anybody, right? And she said, 
Um, she spoke to Michael. And they said the they said they were from the CIA, didn't they? The CIA no, the first FBI? of all, they said the FBI. Then they said we're now transferring you to somebody in the F- in the CIA. And they read her a lot of information that should have been confidential. Like here's your here are the last four digits of social security. Is this your address? Please confirm this information about yourself and that kind of threw her off balance, but also lured her deeper into the web of intrigue, mystery, and crime. And um, basically it went on and she was on, and they were like, do not speak to anybody. Anybody could be um, the person who is who is compromising your identity. $8,000 has been spent on that. Did Are you aware that $2 million have been uh, transferred under your name from your home oh, they've, to Oh, they've opened Punta up credit Cana cards in your name and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Stuff like that? Yes, yes. And that this is yeah. a part of a massive money laundering case that we've been following for years. And and you cannot tell anyone it could be your husband. Last time it was somebody at the bank, like blah, 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 right? I'm, I mean, I'm basically and, rolling my eyes, okay? Because it, But it was, she, she had also texted her husband and said, you know, something really dodgy is going on. I'll, like, I'll fill you in in a few minutes. And they were basically going, you didn't tell anyone, did you? So she deleted, unsent the message she sent her husband, right? This is the fucking synopsis. This isn't the detailed, we're going to get to all of that. <sighs> I just thought it was interesting that she had told someone and then she like panicked and unsent the message. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too, but that's for the post-synopsis conversation. Right, so anyway, long story short, she ends up withdrawing all of her emergency fund, $50,000 that was made up of her savings because she's a freelancer. We'll get to that part in a minute. Her savings, inheritance from her grandfather, blah, blah, blah. She takes it all out in $100 bills from the bank and she packages it up into a shoebox and they tell her that they will take it for safekeeping because they're going to erase her social security number, erase all of this and set her up with new clean funds and that they will put this money into the bank and give her a cashier's check in lieu of it the following day. Yeah, basically because they're telling her that all of her accounts are going to be frozen the following day and that mm-hmm. she'll have no access to money. So she needs to take out whatever she thinks she's going to need for the next two years. Because this is how long this them. case is going to take to tie up. Yeah. yeah. And hand it to them on In the a back shoe of box. a motorcycle courier. No, okay. no, it wasn't a motorcycle. It was a Mercedes. It was a car. Uh, it was a white car. Yes. Well, at the end, she said it was probably a courier. Yeah, yeah. She said right. the guy could have been hired. Yeah. So does she think to herself, absolutely not, I couldn't. But like also, if you're, sorry, if you're a member, okay, we'll get to this in a minute, but don't look him in the eye, correct. And she does this and then goes in and immediately tells her husband, this is what I just did. Having told nobody anything for months and months and months, she goes straight in. She no, 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 not months, not months. This is all in the course of 24 hours. She was on the phone what? for six hours. This is all, all in the course of one day. They call her and they keep her on the phone for six hours. Okay, well, I didn't, while this is I all didn't happening. understand that. That article felt like yeah, months she's and like, months. Are no, you sure? The article was years long. Positive. Because she was on the phone the whole time. While she was on the bank, she was she had them on her headphones the whole time. They were talking to her the whole time. And they were like, don't hang up. Don't do this. Don't speak to anyone. So she was on the phone okay. the, the, for well, the whole day. Well, in the day, day that felt like a hundred million years, she tells nobody anything. And the minute she has divested herself of her life savings and his life savings, their life savings, she runs upstairs and confesses to the husband. So, I mean, call me cynical, if you will, but do you believe this is a true story, Rosemary? So, I am very gullible, right? As you well know, because when you tell me things and I go, really? And you're like, I'm joking. I don't think you're gullible. I think you're literal, which is different. No, but I mean, I think I am very gullible. I read things in a newspaper, a magazine, reliable media outlet, and I think that's true. And then... I've been reading a bit about this since and a lot of people have been saying there is no way this is true. She was obviously scrambling to find what am I going to write about today and decided to make this up because they're like there's no way you could be a financial advisor and fall for this scam. So a lot of people are very skeptical about it. However, 
that's not true now I'd say because like look at dad you know somebody an engineer they always say like don't get an engineer to do your projects because like he's an engineer a builder uh, a maker of things and our house is the most unfinished you know the way they say if you're the painter your home will never be painted so I don't know like you could be a financial advisor without actually being any good at it for yourself sure listen I used to know somebody who was a financial advisor and they used to go on and on about how like, oh, you know, you should do this retirement fund, this retirement. And then I remember one day being like, what do you do? And they were like, oh, I don't have any. I don't have a pension. Like, <laughs> but also, like, didn't, most you ridiculous. Have, didn't you have like a romance podcast, a romance agony aunt column? And like, then you wrote this book and revealed the truth to us all. You didn't have a clue, just like the rest of us. Now you've got okay. it together. Anyway, what I was going to say when I started my however, I was rudely interrupted was I've just listened to a podcast presented by Vicky Patterson, who was on Geordie Shore. Do you know who she is? Geordie Shore, do you think I do? No. No, well, like, she's a celebrity. You read the Daily Mail sometimes, so I thought no, I you don't. might have seen her in the it's sidebar of shame. Do you not anymore? It's blocked oh. in my house for years. Well, you, you used to read the Daily Mail, and like, she is yeah. frequently featured in the sidebar of shame. Anyway, <laughs> she's actually called. really nice. She's Yes, well, no, not officially. It's called Female, isn't it? Oh, um, God, I hate that title. She's, yeah, me too. She's very, very likable. Like, she seems really nice and really down to earth and has a really nice Geordie accent. Anyway, she presents this podcast with the BBC called Love Bombed. And I just listened to two series of it because it's like eight episodes long and each episode is 15 minutes, which is incredibly nice. It's really, really easily digestible and very interesting. And in one of them, it's about this woman who basically gets into a relationship with this guy who she meets online and they have this long distance phone conversation. And he tells her that he's working in Nigeria. He's a builder. He's working on this big project in Nigeria. And they go that they're basically boyfriend and girlfriend for like three or four months. Right. They're going out. And she's on the phone to him every night and they're like talking all night long and she's up until 3am. And they had a psychologist on the show talking about how that's part of it, that they basically, when you're on the phone past a certain length of time, you get really tired and your brain gets really disoriented from being like locked into conversation with this person. So I did think part of it was your one being on the phone for so long and kind of being, you know what I mean? Like being like frazzled by this really long conversation so that's the part after listening to Love Bombed I was like oh that actually makes sense that they kept her on the phone for that long and they kept her like locked into this conversation where they were basically scaring her non-stop and they also talked about her kid and she said that was part of it that they mentioned her two-year-old son by name and that really freaked her out that she was like oh my god only somebody like from the government could know about my son even though like she probably has an Instagram account probably everybody who looks her up knows about her son well they know now well, I'm now thinking differently about being trapped in the house for the four day weekend with the kids. I'm like, that's why I'm exhausted. My reality has been altered because I've been listening to them talking at me for more than six hours at a time. And I just, I well, get yeah, beaten that's down. That's why you're exhausted. And I start giving that's in That's why things. you fell for the scam this morning with the Xbox. Yeah, but that's why I start giving exactly. in things. Are we, are we having takeaway today? We absolutely are not 11 a.m. Are we having takeaway today, 1 p.m.? No, we're not. 3 p.m. Are we having takeaway today? We might. Okay. I don't think so, but we might. 5 p.m. Are we having takeaway? It's right in front of you. Have you not eaten it? <laughs> right? Pure, just, I mean, just very, very familiar. Surrender is the term. Um, I think what you're talking about, though, is that is the phenomenon of how coerced confessions happen, right? That people start to engage in a way with such exhaustion and have this kind of altered reality that they confess to things that they never did because they're trying to make their captors, so to speak, happy. However, she was still in New York. Like, I could understand this having watched Reacher if she was in some back of beyonds, like, town, you know, where nobody's around mm-hmm. and she feels so threatened and intimidated. But, like, she's in New York City. She talks a lot about her circle of very high-achieving smart friends, like 
Why did nobody go to the police? Why did she not go to the police? There are several times in this article where she talks about, um, I almost Googled Michael. I almost, but like the, her, the excuses, uh, I wasn't sure if this was true and tried Googling it, but Michael was already on to his next point. So what? I wasn't sure if Michael existed. I tried to Google his name. Nothing came up. I moved on. I really wanted to trick or treat that night. Like her priorities are a little bit out of whack oh, here. Yeah. And didn't she go trick or treating while he was on the phone or something? She went trick or treating with say the that son as well. Before she went, she also went for before a run. Before she handed over the money. This is why I thought this was years long. She went for a run. She went trick or treating. She did many things. Oh, like, it was really bizarre. And also, when she goes to withdraw the money, which actually, this is the point that a lot of people had an issue with. A lot of people were going, I've worked in a bank. You cannot withdraw $50,000 with no notice. Like, you need to give 24 hours notice. No banks have that much cash. Now, whether or not that's true, like, if you think about it logically, some banks have to have that much cash. So maybe she just happened to go to the bank on the day that they had that much cash. But the cashier also says to her something like, is something going on? Like, are you okay? Do you need me to call someone? And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just going to take all my money and the $100 bills. Bye. I mean, it's just, a, it's, it, it was a really interesting piece, right? Because you're reading it going, oh my God, I can't believe this idiot did this. Well, I was and reading it end, going, I wouldn't finish this article if I didn't have to finish it for this piece because it was so <laughs> well, listen, long and repetitive. And I was actually thinking, it, since, she, since she gave away her 50,000, she's clearly being paid by the word and needs to eke out as much as she can from this article. Because also, I worried it would harm my professional reputation. I still do. So why did she publish this piece? I mean, that is a really good question. And the, the whole thing, there are, it basically, for such a long article, that you feel like should answer all the questions you have. It just gives you more questions. Do you know what I mean? That you're like, and at no point did you think this. Did the bank really, were they really able to give you the 50,000? Why'd you put it, like, did you not think when you're putting it in a shoebox and taping it up as per Michael from the CIA's instructions that this seemed a bit weird? But sorry, why can't you keep your own money overnight? Take your money, put it somewhere safe, put it in the bank account tomorrow. Well, like, I understand okay, the idea of a coarse answer, confession. No, no, what, no, no, but I, can, but I can answer that question because Michael said that they were going to come and raid her house and take all of her, basically they would take everything that she owned that was in the apartment. So they were basically yeah, but like, I just, can't be in I the apartment. I just said, have you nobody to give be... it to? Give it to somebody safe. Oh, yeah, like, give point. it to a friend, yeah. give it to your grandparent, whatever. I think well, it's... Who in, would you give $50,000 to at short notice? I'd give it to you. And then I'd say, do not spend this by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I also think, though, that it was interesting. I, I, I understand the idea of like a coerced confession. You're under major pressure, right? And normally when you see coerced confessions, it's usually relatively vulnerable people, okay? It's not people who are, you know, they're out of their comfort zone. It's the middle of the night. They're held over for 24 hours. They're under extreme mental pressure. And not always, obviously, like, okay, I've never been in a jail cell or like in a confession room with somebody where this is happening. But like, usually it's you're being, you're, you're accused of murder or you're accused of something yes, terrible yeah. that you've it's a, done. It's a right? high stakes scenario yes. that you're in. Yeah, Extremely high pressure. And most of the cases that we read about are like, you know, um, vulnerable 16 year old boy without teenagers. I was about to say right? that. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what happens to adults as well, but and it isn't usually six hours where they're going for a run and going jogging in between and back to their house and writing a, writing a piece that they like. I find it hard to believe that her, the pendulum can go back and forth between this is reality, this is high pressure, and I can't think reasonably to now I'm dealing totally logically and normally with the rest of my life. This is just terrible. I'm, a, I'm, I'm do, making decisions I would never make. That's what I find, like, you know, difficult to suspend disbelief for, like that this I know pressure was so intense and she's acting so irrationally and out of character, but then she's so rational. While also living character. her life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you'd like half expect her to be like, so I buttered myself a sandwich and I ate it while looking out the window while Michael was on the phone. Um, do you think that, because I've seen a lot of comments basically going, okay, she should be fired from her job immediately. What do you think about having said this? Like, do you think this would affect her ability to be a financial advisor? Like, I don't think it's the same thing, actually. No, I'm sure she can still advise you fine. And I mean, I her editor obviously decided this piece was fine. And because like if the editor decided to fire her, they probably would have been like, you're fired. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I suppose I mean, like, do you think this means she, she couldn't be a good financial advisor is kind of what I mean? Because that's what a lot of people have been saying, like, who would take advice from her? I just think this in general, she's probably not a great advisor of anything, not just finance, but like, I just don't think she's that smart, right? Which isn't, but because I think this whole article, when I said, why do you think she wrote this? I think she wrote it. Like, I found it very self-indulgent, the whole thing, especially it was really, she wrote it in my mind as a justification. I'm not really stupid. This could happen to every anybody. Because I think there's a case where you'd write this article as a warning for other people. I don't think she did that. There was no, here's how to avoid this. Here's what to look out for. It was, I fell into this, but I'm not stupid. I fell into this, but it wasn't my fault. And then at the end, oh, here are some other really smart people who've fallen for scams in my social circle, which also alarmed me. I'm like, I don't know that that's actually normal, but maybe it is. 30% of people have been scammed, blah, blah, blah. So it was just like, justify, justify. I hope, you, I hope she feels better having written it and putting it out there. Like, I think she did a lot of research to make herself feel less naive. And like, I, I feel yeah, like I'm yeah, being less really, stupid. No, I feel like I'm being really um, unsympathetic. If it's true, right? Okay, here, here. If it's true, that must be terrible. Okay, and also... I don't know, there are just so many red flags in there that I find it very, very hard to believe it's true. And if it's true, you have a very understanding partner. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. What I found actually the part at the end that kind of made me go was when she basically was like, I suppose we can live without this money. That was the part that I was like, okay, that's really weird. Like, I don't think anybody 
loses 50 grand and then is like, well, I mean, it's it's not really money we needed for the day to day. Well, I gather I mean? like there wasn't a lot of a struggle because she goes, I've been now, she goes, I started therapy. And I was thinking if I like at that point had given away 50 grand or now I'd be like, sorry, I can't afford to go to therapy. You know, that was my therapy money. Yeah, I know what you mean. Although I'm starting therapy again tomorrow, actually, with a new therapist. And with my insurance, it's only $40 a session, which seems like an absolute bargain compared to the 85 or something I was paying in Ireland. Have you ever been scammed? Yes, I have. When I was 19, um, living my great American life at Camp Chimney Corners, I got the bus into New York with a friend of mine, a friend from camp. After camp, we left. Um, we had like a month and we went We went to New York for a week. We went to Montreal for a while. I went to Florida, upstate New York, and actually did loads of traveling. But yeah, went to New was York. This, was this all on the bus? Uh, no, no. We flew and we got trains. And so oh, okay, we got okay. the train from New York to Montreal and it was amazing. But we anyway, we she and I arrived in Times Square and then we got a bus. No, no, we got the subway up like pretty far north, like pretty far up in New York, you know, up in New York City to um, a motel or a hostel that we were going to stay at. And there was a guy standing outside. He said, I've lost my wallet. I've been mugged. Please, please, please spare me $20. So out of my wallet, I took my only $20 note and he said, please give me your information. I'll send it back to you, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Gave him all my information and off he went. Somebody said, just give him $20. He does that every day. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so that was okay, that was me being scammed. It's not quite as dramatic as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was scammed. I mean, I suppose this wasn't my money, but like I was tricked in a financial sense. I think what I a surprise this, this wasn't my money. <laughs> Fuck off. When I worked in Zara and this guy came up and they were buying kids clothes or something and he handed me 20 euro and I was working at the change and then he went oh no, can I actually give you two tens or something? And basically did a like a sleight of hand, right? And changed it and then went, oh, you didn't give me back my 50 or whatever it was. And I went, oh no, I did. And he goes, no, no, you didn't. And I went, oh, are you sure? And he goes, no, no, you definitely didn't. And he was really nice. Like he definitely didn't give it back to me. And I went, oh, okay. And I gave him his 50. And then at the end of the day, of course, the till was down 50 euro and I got in trouble. But it was like, oh, you know, you should always wait until the end of the day and count up the money. As if you're going to do that when somebody's standing right in front of you. Well, I also realized... Well, I actually did do that the next time. A woman came up with her, with her mom and her mom was buying something and a really similar thing happened. And I went, oh, I, I gave it to you. And she was like, no, you didn't. And I was like, no, 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 I definitely didn't. She was like, no, no, no. And she was really nice. She was like mom's age. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to wait till the end of the day. Like, I'm pretty sure I gave it to you. I'm going to have to wait. And she got really annoyed. And then she started crying. And I was there going, I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I just can't do anything. Like, you know, I'm basically, I think I explained to her, I was like, this happened to me last week. Like, I'm not saying that this is what you're doing, but I'm just, I'm re- like, I can't do this again. Like, I'll be fired, blah, blah, blah. I felt awful. And I was wrong. Oh, you were wrong? I was wrong. I just remember another time I actually got scammed. So here in Fort Wayne, I was having some work done on my roof and there were a guy came around. Oh, he had done some painting on my house. And he had done some painting. I'd heard like I'd been introduced to him via another laborer kind of person who then like somebody else who was doing something else on my house. And he came up and he painted the painting on my house inside. And then he said, oh, I can also, I was talking about I need to get my roof fixed. I was talking to Don. He overheard me. He said, oh, I can go up and do it. So he went up, came back down and said, fix that all. I paid him a thousand dollars. He left. The roof continued to leak. The roof guy, another roof guy, we then got in because this guy wouldn't answer his phone. Then went up and said, nothing's been done on your roof. Like literally nothing has ever been done on your roof. So he drove off with my thousand dollars. So that was a scam. And after that, did you ask people for to show you photos of the before and after if ever they do work? Up on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. But he did show me a photo. 
Oh, fuck's sake. Right, he did show me a photo. It's just more like it was a close-up of like where he obviously put a tiny bit of spackle. I mean, I don't know what he's fixing on the roof, you know what but I mean? But he also like, could have showed you a different part of the roof and been like, look, it's perfect. Well, yeah, exactly. He did, so he did know, show like, me photos because he showed me the photos before, like, look at how bad this is. And then he showed me like one photo afterwards. Look, I fixed this. And I was like, great. Oh, God. But I mean, I'm not, I mean, I could, maybe I should have gotten on the ladder and gone up on the roof, but I'd be, I, I oh, haven't got no. I mean, As mother that? said when we went ice skating recently, I don't get on there. The last thing you need is a broken ankle and you're not very coordinated. I actually think that was very unfair of her because I think of the two of us, I'm in fact less coordinated oh, and I've, I've broken my ankle several times over the last few years and you haven't. Well, the minute she said that, my ankles felt glass-like and I was terrified to get on the, <laughs> on the ring. Like I was just like, these are going to snap before I even look at them. <laughs> You know, I actually feel like I got scammed when I bought those Sesame Street tickets because I bought tickets for mm. myself, Brandon and Atlas to go to see Sesame Street in May. And I saw somebody like in one of my mom's groups going, did you see Sesame Street's coming to Fort Wayne? And like big shows like that don't come to Fort Wayne that often. Like I'm always looking out for something big and something, you know, good to go to. So when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, we definitely have to go. I immediately searched the tickets and the top result. And I usually like, I don't know what I was thinking because I almost always scroll past the ad, you know, and it's like Google ad, whatever. But I clicked on the top result bought the tickets for something like $290, then realised I'd bought them from a resale site. And if I'd bought them from Ticketmaster, they would have been less than half that. So I was incredibly annoyed. annoyed. I was and am incredibly annoyed. It is so annoying. Well, hopefully it'll sell out and then you can sell them again. Well, actually, yes, because I did, in fact, buy two sets of $300 tickets because stupidly, the first tickets I bought, I was suddenly like, oh my God, that's actually a really bad area to sit in Atlas won't be able to see and I was like I'll buy a better area and I'll cancel the first ones and then because it's a resale site they were like you can't cancel so now I have two sets of three tickets I have to say I'm sensing a pattern here of lack of sympathy on my part I'm telling you if you're ever been scammed clearly I'm not the person to go to I'm like you're literally going to be like you eejit I know. Well, I mean, I felt the same thing about myself. It was like, feckin' Egypt. But I mean, I should have gotten up. I should have sent Don up on the roof. That's what I should have done. You know, mom got a text recently saying something like, your permanent TSB account has been compromised. Call this number. And she was like, oh, Philip, I think it's while she was here. She was like, oh, Philip, will we call them from Beatrice's phone, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mom, you don't have a TSB account anymore. She's like, oh, you're right. Well, I mean, how often so she do you get, almost like, got scammed. how often do you click into or almost click into these emails that say, thank you so much for your order. Um, you've just, thank you for signing back up to, you know, Oh, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very often. Or like the emails you get from, like, what did I get one the other day from PayPal or something when it's like, you have a refund, click here to claim or whatever it is. Or it's like, you know, you've won, blah, blah, blah. You've got 20% off this, click here. Like, I'll tell you. And you know, I love a bargain. I love a refund I and I love a bargain. Love a bargain. What about the time that I ordered those three beautiful looking dresses from Instagram and they were like two, well, two beautiful dresses and they were 200 and something dollars each and they looked glorious. And I assumed because the, the styling and everything was very Duane like, I thought that they were going to be, you know, cotton prairie. Now that was my own fault probably for not reading the, I think it said cotton. Anyway, they arrived and they were misshapen rags, polyester rags. Do you I remember, remember this? I and remember, they and they smelled so like glorious. pure plastic. Yeah, yeah. They, oh the photos God, were they amazing. Desperate. Now, is that a scam? That is a scam. <sighs> I don't. I mean, it's kind of like when you buy stuff from like AliExpress or Timu or like. But I feel like there you're kind of at least aware because also the the value is part of what you're paying for. This. Oh, one you're is, right. You you're know, right. When you pay a hundred dollars, you think it's going to be a certain standard. Yeah, I know. Well, what this you mean. was two hundred and something. That's why these were expensive dresses, if you remember. And I was literally yeah. like this. Like this was the same as buying something from Shopbop. You know, 
which I rarely and could you would return do. them? Of course I did. Even I returned them. They were that bad. No, well, I mean, I was just checking. Could you return them? Because you know, in the US, oh, yeah. like, when you buy stuff in Ireland, you're in, you're automatically entitled to a, to a refund within the EU within a certain amount of time. But when you buy things here, you're not. There's a lot of sites that I've bought from where they've gone, oh, we actually don't do refunds or you can send it back and we'll give you a store credit or even Skims, like the, like even Skims, that excellent brand by Kim Kardashian. If you return things to Skims, you have to pay a restocking fee, which is outrageous. That's how she's a billionaire and we're not. I know, I know. You know, I decided recently, actually, I mean, this is, again, the not the mentality of a billionaire. With all of my... Um, applications and job searches and lack of acknowledgements. I said to my friend recently, if I ever have my own company, when I have my own brand, like if people apply for a job, not only will I at least send out an automated letter, thank you so much, you know, for your application. I'd also send them something like, thanks a lot. You know, if you have a brand at that point, can't you afford to send them a $5 bracelet or a, at least even a bounce back coupon. Here's 50% off your next purchase, you know, and then we were having a whole debate. Would people appreciate that? Hang You're on. not getting the job, but here's 50% off your purchase. Oh, you'd send this to job applicants? Yeah. Why not? Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't think I like you applied for this job, here's a voucher. Yeah, but at least you're acknowledging okay, maybe I just say thanks a lot for applying. I don't know. I think if you apply, you clearly like the company. Maybe you should actually send the ten percent off to the people that you think you're gonna shortlist and then wait to see who actually buys something and then shortlist them because <laughs> you know their customers. Yeah, good and idea. they like the brand. Good idea. No, I wasn't using this as some kind of filter. This was just more supposed to be, or maybe, yeah, I yeah. don't know, like some an acknowledgement. And like, it's a lot of work applying for a job and if you apply gesture. properly. And yeah, I have to I say, on mean. the other hand, a lot of the job applications that I saw when I was, you know, when, while I, when I was last employed in the portal were jokes. It was literally like, I have zero, zero qualifications for this extremely senior role. Here is my resume. Here are all my typos. And I clearly think I'm applying for a different job. Well, I was also about to say, I don't know that I've ever applied for a job and put as much thought and effort into it as you have when you've applied for jobs. So maybe you should be getting the 10% off edges and I should not. <laughs> you should be getting 20. <laughs> so what's what's the moral of the story, Beatrice? Uh, don't ever put cash in a shoebox and hand it to a courier. The moral of the story is don't believe everything you read online because I don't know if this is true. But I, you know, I'm now thinking I also fell for the, I fell for that clickbait that Jeremy Allen White was Gene Wilder's grandson because they look like <laughs> twins right <laughs> I know I hate those articles down the end of the news site um, also I think it's probably wise to assume that nobody from the CIA or the FBI is going to call you like if there's a money laundering case involving you they're going to show up on your doorstep oh I don't know if that's true they might call you but they're certainly not going to quote your social security number at you if you're American right they're not going to because that's not something that yeah. they should have on hand um, mm -hmm. or They'll have it to, to verify, but they would never quote it to you. Um, that if they say don't tell the police, that's in a massive red flag in and of itself. True, true. Right, don't tell your loved ones. Tell whoever you feel comfortable telling who is a part of your support network. Yeah, yeah. Send a quick text or like just put it on speakerphone with your husband because her husband was in the apartment as well. Put it don't on speakerphone cash out all like, your money and this. give it to somebody in a white car. Like, just don't give all your money oh, yeah. away. Like, no, that's literally, there's my, there's my biggest piece of advice. Don't give all my, don't give all your money away to somebody you don't know. Right? Wise words, Beatrice. Thanks, Rosemary. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. This week on Patreon, you can get a life update from us where we talk about all the exciting things that are happening in our lives. That's going to be very detailed on my part, I'll maybe tell you. Though, maybe though we shouldn't be so judgmental oh. about money. Like, do you know what? If that did happen, God bless her. Right? Like, poor her. 
And maybe I shouldn't be sitting oh, around. Oh, yeah, going, totally. Maybe I shouldn't be sitting around. But like she did put it up there as fodder and I'm sure she was looking for a ton of comments on it. Well, I'm sure the court was looking for a ton of comments on it. Well, that's what I, I mean. mean. I mean, the comments were yeah. pretty mean, though. Like some of the comments were oh, really just I didn't nasty. read the comments. They were like, this one deserves it. Who has $50,000? She deserves to be scammed. Why do you deserve to be scammed? Because you're a good saver. Like you don't. Oh God, I hate a good saver. Uh, I had a question for you there was me. Did you relate to her? She's a freelancer, right? It said, as a freelancer in a volatile industry, check, check, Rosemary, Rosemary. No. I keep a sizable emergency fund. No. And I no, also set aside to cash to pay my taxes at the end of the year since they aren't withheld from my paychecks. And I thought, did Rose, Rosemary, were you scammed? Was this you? <laughs> I wish. Imagine if I was like secretly had 50 grand at the bank. No, this is not me. On Patreon this week, we're talking about our lives. We're doing a little life update and we're also doing Desert Island Discs featuring me and the story of my life in song. Where Beatrice, I'm sure, is going to sing a song or two because she just can't seem to help herself. Rubbing her hands together with glee. I can't Thank wait Thank you for all that. so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Sign up to the Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister for $5 a month to get bonus episodes or $2 a month just to give us a little tip and tell us that you enjoy the podcast. We appreciate every single one of you for being here. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. 